Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. All kinds of fun stuff. Let's go. Let's get a quick, like a kind of a quick hitter Monday episode. Apparently, today's college football national championship. That's news to me because here I am watching NBA all the day, all the time. All the well, what do you know? Time. What do you know about college football, man? Because we got a lot to talk about today, right? First of all, if I, if if I sound a little different, guys, I don't feel too well today. But we do this shit every day, so you know, <laughs> Andrew's like, oh, just whenever you're ready, we'll roll on. So. Um, you know, if my voice sounds a little different, I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, not, I feel a little under the weather today. Um, but we got Jaws crazy block clay's return, you know, that's in your, your NBA. Um, you know, you got the Lakers playing, you know, decent ball and LeBron playing at an extremely high level. I'm sure you're going to want to continue to talk about that. Um, we had an amazingly crazy NFL weekend that ended this morning, I mean, after, you know, basically carried into midnight that Raider game with the tie. I mean, we could talk about that. Your we can talk about college football. kind of almost – and I didn't watch the game, Cage. But they said <laughs> if they didn't go – if they didn't call the timeout – So I'll explain it to you if you like. Please. So, guys, by the way, the listeners of the show, you guys – you were ahead of the curve on this tie possible because this was my crazy my crazy brain coming up with this, right, days ago, days before that the weekend happened. Are you, are you and, clicking something? No. Okay. Can you hear something? Is it, maybe is it the only, only when the mic hits like the the zipper? I've never seen you in a in a half zip or a full zip jacket ever. I thought you quarter. only wear t shirts. Quarters, I legit quarters. only thought you wore t shirts and suits. You know, when you get the chills and stuff, you know, you got to put on a sweatshirt. But you know, I mean, what is an episode without you critiquing my outfit? Not Even when I'm feeling bad, you kick me while I'm down. So, but in any event, let me know if, it, if it's still Patagonia. banging. That looks like you had a good year. You you must have treated yourself to a nice little Patagonia wool fleece. <laughs> I don't think it is Patagonia. I think it's I think it's like Amazon Basics. You know, I think it's like, even better. Even better. <laughs> like Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself exactly. No, so so. um yeah, I mean, we're talking about football, right? And so, so, um, you know, no one really gave it too much credence because nobody thought the Colts were going to lose to the Jaguars, and then all of a sudden the Jaguars lost. But, yeah, it, coming into last night's game, the Steelers got in as long as it wasn't a tie. It was a tie. Both the Chargers and the Raiders got in. And, it, and you know, it, I say what you want about during the game. It didn't look like they were playing for a tie during the game. The teams were looking to win. You know, each team was looking to do what they were doing. And I'll get to why in a second, right? Um, you know, obviously, both of those teams wanted to win the game. Um, football's so, not really a sport cage you can like, you know, how soccer you you watch soccer and you're like, these two teams are playing for a tie, yeah. Well, a really tough sport to play for a tie. Well, like I, listen, like, like I said, they could just knee the ball, they could just hit down the ball, take a knee, take a knee, take a knee, take a knee, and then run the clock, punt the ball, take a knee, take a knee, take a knee, take a knee. It would be horrible, you know what I mean? Be, like, that'd uh, be you pretty know, awkward, that'd be awkward, it would be, it would be like a fixed thing. You know, so but here's where 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 it gets fun, and and I don't know that we'll ever get an answer to whether this is true. Some of the stuff after the a, afterwards looked like it. So when it went to overtime, um, and a tie became a real possibility on it. Um, it looked uh, the Raiders got the ball back, and so each team had the ball. Um, the Raiders got the ball back. Um, each team kicked a field goal. Neither of these teams, when it's like a marathon like this, there's no defense. The offense is just doing whatever they want you. So, I mean, just one of the most amazing drives. If you haven't watched it, take a look at the video of San Diego um, 
the San Diego, the Chargers. LA. Yeah, San Diego, LA. LA. So the Chargers drive where I, I mean, I think it was like two minutes long, seventy-eight yards or so. I think Herbert picked up four, five, eleven fourth downs. I mean, it's just crazy. Just every every, it was like second and ten, third and ten. You know, they were getting pressure, and then fourth and ten or fourth and eleven, and boom, they would pick it up every single time. It was just amazing. Um, you know how they were able to convert. Um, and it was a real nail biter. It was like a very, you know, like you're watching it, you could feel like, oh wow, like this is crazy stuff. Anyway, it gets down to the the last couple of minutes of the game, and the Raiders have the ball, and you know, they are playing cautiously. Both teams have two timeouts in the overtime. Neither of them have used any of them yet. They're playing cautiously, and the Raiders start to move the ball and they move it across midfield. And there's, you know, two, three minutes left in the game. Then they move it to about the 40 yard line. Right, and there's two minutes left in the game, so in reality, what could happen here without making it look like a tie? Because we're at the forty. Is the Raiders could just run the ball into the middle of the line three times, forty seconds basically for each one, the same as like taking a knee without actually taking it, and it's over, and there's a tie. All right. At one point, it was. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was second and four, third and four. San Diego still has their their two timeouts. And they take one, even though it really looked like the Raiders were just running the ball to run the clock out and not looking to pick up a first down. And I think that was because once it got to third down by taking that timeout, if San Diego stopped them, right, at like the 38-yard line or 36-yard, whatever it was, San Diego could force the Raiders to punt, right, or try a really long field goal miss. But best and case give scenario, the ball. they punt and you get the ball in like the five yard line with like less than a minute to go anyway, and you are probably going to take a knee and right, which is a tie, and right. you're in, or or thinking the other way, they they think it's like a thirty five yard line, right? If they take the timeouts, and I guarantee this is what their coach was thinking, Staley was thinking, it's 34, 35 seconds left in the game. You take the timeouts and you stop the Raiders. The Raiders try a field goal from the like mid fifties. You know what I mean? There would be like a 50-something yard field goal, right? Because uh, they're at like the 35-yard line or something like that, right? 36. It would be like a 53-50. Now, the, the Raiders kicker is good, but he had, during the game, snuck a couple right by the you know right by the, right by the goal post. So I'm sure what they're thinking, the Chargers, is, all right, they may take a long field goal to win and miss. And then we get the ball back at like the 40-yard line, 30 seconds left. Maybe we, we throw one or two passes, and we're in field goal range ourselves to win. I guarantee that's what he was thinking. No one will ever say that. But you win even if it's a tie. At no, this but point. so winning, so seeding matters. So, but here, here's yeah. where it goes, right? So, so um, look at what happens then. So the, they take a timeout. The Raiders hand the ball to Jacobs, and he picks up the first down. He gets like six yards, and now they're at the 29 yard line. Doesn't matter. It's first down now, so it doesn't matter that the Chargers have one timeout. The Raiders take it down to three seconds, kick a field goal, and win. And there is this video out there. I mean, there's a bunch of them. Um, Justin Herbert. He he uh, he says, "I never wanted a tie anymore in my life. I've never I've never wanted a tie so much in my life." He is a sponsor for a clothing company, Justin Herbert. So you know they should make ties and use that as an advertisement. Just a little genius idea from me. So, but in any event, um, you know. Oh, I saw Austin Eckler, and I forget who it was from the Raiders. Maybe the Raiders fullback. They meet at the uh, at at uh, like the fifty yard line, and Eckler's like, "Were you guys just trying to run the clock out?" And he's like, "Yeah, why'd you take the time out?" You know, like you could see the players like talking. We were we were going to play for a tie, but here's why it matters: the Raiders win instead of a tie, which would have put the Raiders at the seven seed. 
and they would have to play Kansas City, I think, right? Because Kansas City's the two seed, right? Now they actually jumped over New England. They're the five seed, and they play Cincinnati now. Much easier first week for the Raiders by winning. Okay. I mean, it's still a touchdown underdog, which, by the way, a little early on our whatnot show, but I'll be picking the Raiders in that one. Right. Bengals so might win, but they're not a touchdown. Basically, a rookie quarterback and a rookie wide receiver with with the Raiders. I mean, their their defensive line. I've never seen them play the way that they played last night against uh, the Chargers team. They were I mean, maybe the Chargers offensive line is just not that good, but that re- they looked like they were all Pro Bowlers. Okay, Max Crosby honestly, is. Man, if I've learned nothing, it's and this has been my forget like the star power of these teams. Football's won in the trenches. Offensive mm-hmm. lines, defensive lines. Uh, if I've learned nothing else, that to me was like the cardinal rule someone once told me, and I've stuck to that. Let me ask you something. Do the Eagles have a chance to upset Tom Brady? And if they do, what is, that? what is it? So talk to me about that because that's well, your Eagles, man. Let me hear it. <laughs> it's obviously uh-huh. biased, but we do own the Eagles. I mean, we do own Brady. Now that was big, big Dave Nikki Foles who, who who was at the helm, but I don't think that this this Bucks team has looked very good. Cage, I honestly didn't think that they were going to beat Carolina unless they had blind man Sam Darnold out there throwing. Like I I don't think these last two weeks with the Jets and Carolina, I think they're kind of like limping into the season. Also, there was a little bit of like Tom Brady refused to come out of the game because he wanted to get Gronk his incentives. Did you see something like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. We were talking about the incentives and stuff, right? right but, but but think about a team that's the last few weeks they're focusing on Antonio Brown drama, getting their players incentives. Oh yeah. How how much are they motivated versus a team like the Eagles who started out terribly, rookie uh, coach, a quarterback with a chip on his shoulders, young team, a defense is playing tough. That's not necessarily the team you want to meet when you're kind I of. I agree, and the Bucks are they're the champs, which is great because you know that you always have in the back pocket. Uh, if we don't win, we we won last year. It's it's okay to not have to. We don't have to win every year. So yeah, so, they're not. They might not be playing with the eye of the tiger. It's like uh, it's like Rocky coming into Rocky three, man. You know, Club of Lang. Club of Lang had the eye of the tiger, and Rocky didn't anymore. So I get it. But yeah, it's drama, man. It's drama over in Tampa Bay. I like but what who, NFL did with the seventeen game season. It created this whole uh, or eighteen, I guess, mm-hmm. a week season. They created this whole all these interesting scenarios that I don't remember playing out in previous years. Well, it's also because they extended the playoffs now this year to seven, right? So seven teams get in instead of just six. It was, it was previously six, two teams got a buy and four played in the wildcard weekend, the two division winners, the two wildcards. So there are four divisions. They actually expanded it to seven and gave one team a buy. So that's why it's a little more drama. They actually have two more playoff teams, one in each conference. Um, so yeah, that definitely expanding the playoffs will do that. It keeps more teams alive. Um, it means that the games are, are meaningful for everybody down the stretch usually. Um, and think about all the drama that, you know, the Colts, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Raiders, just, you know, just, just crazy stuff though. You know, the Ravens, um, you know, it, it was, it's a, fun, fun it was stuff. a fun Sunday. It was a fun But I will Sunday. tell you this though. Um, and, and also, unless I'm mistaken, because of the expansion of this, um, I think there's a Monday night game in the playoffs, which I've never seen. I think the Rams-Cardinals, take a look at that for me. I think the Rams-Cardinals play on Monday night. Interesting division game, huh? Basically a division game. Yeah. I think the Rams play the Cardinals Monday. Take a look for me. I think the Raiders play on Saturday. 
I think you, you get like you get like a normal, you know, normal nationally televised. That Raiders right? line's already coming down. It's already Bengals minus six, not minus seven, which is yeah. a, it's a big deal. So, but I take am I right? Is yeah. the game on Monday? So I mean, like you usually don't get that in the playoffs. You know, you you know, you you had in in the six team um you know per 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 conference and two off, you had four wild cards, four wild card. Which made made for two games Saturday, two games Sunday, nice and easy. But now you got an extra game. You throw it in on Monday. Hey, now gotta love it. Gage, I'll tell you, man. This is first glance, just looking right down the mm-hmm. board. I'm gonna bet every single underdog because they look juicy. They look really, really well. Every I mean, the Cowboys under- are gonna lose. The Cowboys are gonna lose. The Niners the are gonna 40, beat the Cowboys. The 49ers, D- yeah. dude. Debo the is, is the Niners. Are I love them. how Debo plays. So, so you know if, what's funny? If Garoppolo wasn't an Abercrombie and Fitch model and actually a real quarterback, there would be a good team. Do you remember this? Maybe you won't. Maybe you pull it up on YouTube. But somebody made a joke in one of our chats about how Debo should – he does everything. He should kick. He does everything but kick for the team. Do you remember when Chad Oshosinko played? Yep. So, yeah. Chad Johnson. Chad, do you remember when he kicked an extra point? Did he do that? You got you to pull the video up of that, of him, Chad Oshosinko, kicking. He – as a soccer guy, when you watch that, I think you'll be impressed. Cause he didn't just like like, you know, oh, let me kick it and like to hold it. It was it was legit. If you could find that, would be funny. But yeah, Debo is amazing, man. Debo is an amazing talent. He he I had him. I drafted him. And you know, I complained. I, I finished third in our fantasy league this year. You know, it's, it sucks. One one win away from getting to the finals. You know, pull up the Chad Johnson. Look at this. And it's a funny video, too, because, like, they show the coaches. We're going to let Chad kick the extra point. We're going to let Chad kick it. We're going to let Ocho Cinco kick it. And watch. Watch what he does. This is blurry, right? And it's 6-3, by the way. It's against the Patriots. Down the middle. Down That's the middle. Terrible. And, and you know, not even not even a question. This... You know, good by 20 yards. I mean, good for that guy. <laughs> that was what I thought of when somebody was like, yeah, Debo should kick. That's good I mean, for him. Yeah, good. I told you, as, as a soccer good. guy, there you go. Chad Ochocinco, very underappreciated player there. But so, so um, let me pivot another way. So, Debo, I drafted Debo late um, in fantasy. I think I got him like the seventh round, um, which is which is huge for me because you know with Chris Carson getting injured and Michael Thomas in my sixth round, I drafted Michael Thomas before Debo, and Thomas didn't even play. I needed somebody from the later rounds to you know to step up, and Debo definitely did that. Let me pivot for a second because we're talking about the expansion of the league you think it's tv you think it's you know advertising money you think the whole deal because uh 1981 long time ago i was alive a lot of you listening weren't some of you were 1981 this day in 1981 so we're talking 41 years ago this day today in the nfl was the catch so joe montana is this it's banging like crazy sorry brother not, not like so, crazy dude it's not like crazy so it's so not even your fault so, 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 um, what do you call it? So, Dwight Clark, the catch that was in the NFC Championship game, January tenth of nineteen eighty one. Okay. So, think about that, right? We just finished the regular season, right? We have weeks of playoffs, wild card, divisional round, uh, week off, Super Bowl. This would be, you'd be done now. After today, with that catch, you had two teams left. You know, yeah, you, you had, you had, you had the Super Bowl, and it was over. So I don't know if it's a good thing, bad thing. I mean, there are domes, and you know, Super Bowl is always played usually in like a warm weather stadium anyway. But 
the NFL season is now expanding, you know, extending way into February with the Super Bowl, you know, um, and even now this year with an extra week. What do you think about that? Is, is, is it because of TV? You mind it? You're making money. It's a business, man. When, when all of these sports started, we, we forget, like, I always, I always think back to, like, stories when these, you know, these guys were kind of like plumbers and had part-time jobs and doing other stuff. We forget about that. Now it's big business. Now every game cage, you look good, man. Honestly, your performance on your you're muted right now, but your I don't performance. Wanna, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to make noise. I don't want to make noise. That's, that's all right. <laughs> I'm the worst. Your, your performance on this episode is better than Michael Jordan's flu game. I'm I'm willing <laughs> that you've been going for like 15 minutes and you've just pop 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 rattling amazing stuff. Oh, well, there's a lot of cool stuff, man. We had a great sports weekend, and we didn't even get to. When college I was football. cage, I was like this. I, the I dogs. You were like, yeah, well, listen, trust me, you know, this is, you know, I'm, 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 I'm hot. I, and here's the other thing guys. Right. So I don't know if you notice, I mean, I, I don't feel well, but if anybody ever wondered if this lunacy, this complete energy, just boom, boom, boom is because of the caffeine, because of the soda, I have not had a sip of soda today. I'm going, I'm going on about 24 hours now without any soda, which I have any, I will tell you guys that. In my opinion. <laughs> incredible gratitude and love for his family and what he does and your love of sport and speculation and discussing sport. I think it's those two. You're, you're a hugely grateful person. I've never heard you complain or whine or bitch or moan about anybody. Nope. So, and you, you love your family. That's your number one, which by the way, we should talk more about that, but that's a, and then you love speculation. You love sports. You love I like being right. Yeah. I like being right. And don't and don't uh, we all, right? So I mean, so we got that. We want to talk a little about college football because that'll roll nicely into my play. So I know you don't care, but I, I won't leave you with I, the I'm NBA. Turn it on. I just this is what I know from college football. SEC is the it's best. It's about to start. SEC is the best. Alabama is always in there. And then it's either Clemson, <laughs> Georgia, or someone else. Well, Nick Saban's won six championships, one with LSU and five in the last 12 years with Alabama. He's now going for his seventh in 13 years with Alabama. And something like, you know, I think it's eight or 10 or something like that of the 16 are SEC. The SEC is it's just dominant, which is not – I don't think it's the best thing in the world for sports. But today's game, interesting. Because two SEC um, teams. I think it's the fifth time that two teams ranked in the top five are rematching each other in a national championship game. In the prior four, the team that lost the first game won by an average of three touchdowns. Team that lost the first game. So Georgia won the first game. I think no, Alabama won the second Alabama game. Alabama won the first. They only played once. They played in the SEC championship game this year, and Alabama beat Georgia. So what everybody is saying is that, you know, history speaks. Georgia is going to win tonight. And Georgia, I think Georgia is the better team. Alabama has the better star players. They have the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, at quarterback. Um, they have a better wide receiver. They have a better um, defensive end, who, by the way, is from Georgia. Um, maybe a linebacker. I don't know. They play him all over the place. Um, but he was a little undersized, and Georgia didn't you know, recruit him, so he's got a little chip on his shoulder today. But, undersized. Uh, undersized. I watched the Michigan-Georgia game, like <laughs> highlights of it. It looked like it was like it looked like Georgia's huge. High school, Georgia's they're big, they're, they're big. big. But what's funny is their quarterback's five eleven. And guys, if you don't know the mailman's story, the fourth we're gonna call him the mailman. You know he stole his nickname from Carl Malone, and now the mailman. You know we have mailmen listening to us. It's been a theme for the last week, right? If you don't know his story, take a look at it because this is a kid who grew up 
and starting from the age of like three years old, said, I want to play quarterback for Georgia. And he walked on at Georgia, I think, in 2017. And here we are in 2022, lengthy story. Um, was so far down the depth chart and, you know, was told by the coaches, you're never really going to be able to play, that he went to junior college so that he could play and show people that he could play and throw the ball around. Came back with a scholarship, I think, in 2019 to Georgia. Um, but was, again, so far down the depth charts behind, like, Jake Fromm of the Giants' madness this weekend um, and several other quarterbacks. Last year, he got in and started about half the games. This year, came in, you know, um, I think in the, the first game, um, and basically just never never gave up the reins start, you know, after last year. And, I mean, real good. He just does not play well against Alabama. Five touchdowns, five interceptions against Bama. Um, everybody else, I think he has like four interceptions or six interceptions against everybody else in his career. And Bama, he's got five. So, you know, Bama gives him fits. We'll see whether or not he plays well tonight. The team is better. Um, you know, this is not a kid who's built for shootouts. He's built for more game management. And if, you know, if, if, if they are better with the clock, Georgia, they run the ball, um, and they contain and get some pressure on Bryce Young, Georgia should win this game. As a matter of fact, I mean, I don't know. I think I think it actually just started, but if it hadn't started, you know the line is two and a half. Um, I love Bama; it's tough to bet against Bama. You know they just show up big time in these big games. It's tough to get them at, uh, against Nick Saban. But I saw like plus one seventy five for Georgia minus six. You know one of those alternate spreads. I was liking that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. By the time you're listening to this, the game's over, and I might sound like an idiot. But so you can watch that game before we get into um, before we get into the NBA, college football, recruiting. Recruiting classes are are starting up now, right? And then they start again in February, where where recruits sign the class of 2022. There are ten colleges, ten schools, ten universities that have multiple top 50 recruits. You want to just throw out some names of colleges you think are on that list? Top 50 recruits. Yeah, at least two top 50 recruits. Alabama, Alabama, Ohio State. Georgia, Georgia, Clemson yeah. now, but Clemson, Clemson. when they first started, w- w- they didn't get the, the best. Um, so you got them. Yeah, all the right names. USC used to get USC. Good. USC's on there. Well done. So Georgia, Bama, Texas A and M. About the U. If you USC. guys are bored, watch the U thirty for thirty. Maybe the best documentary. <laughs> That's a good ever one. Made. North Carolina, LSU, Penn State, Clemson, Ohio State. That's nine of the North 10. Carolina. Yeah, UNC. That was the one that surprised me until I saw this one. So that's nine. North Carolina is a Division One school. You know, maybe they have a couple defensive backs, whatever it may be that that committed to them. But all the names are the ones you'd expect to see on there, except for number ten. Do you know who number ten is? That has two, two top fifty recruits. Probably like someone Lane Kiffin coaches. Jackson State University, including the number one, number one recruit from this year's high school class, a two-way player. Oh, Dion. Because they're coached by Deion Sanders. And that is my play today, guys, right? So a kid, Hunter, who wants to play both ways, why not go play for Dion? The NIL rules, the deals with college players, Barstool getting involved, Barstool having a Deion Sanders, you know, show. Um, It's changing the way that the college athletic programs do business. And somebody like Coach Prime is able to get two of the top 50 recruits to commit. One of them, the number one guy, was committed to Florida State, his alma mater. And he got him to flip and come to Jackson State, which is an impressive thing. Deion Sanders, my play today. Why? Amazing player, both sides of the ball. 
has remained relevant. We've talked about him before. I said Ian liked that he was like stealing pizzas in commercials, right? I saw before, after I came up with the play, I'm watching TV. I see he's on an Aflac commercial, Coach Prime, with Nick Saban. You know, the greatest college football coach ever, by some accounts, is now Coach Saban and Coach Prime for Aflac. He's, he took his team to the SWAC championship. They lost in their, their celebration bowl to, I think it was South Carolina State. But um, talk about being relevant. Talk about being in the news. Talk about people love the guy. Not many people have two awesome nicknames. It's tough enough to get one. Neon Dion and Prime Time. When you have two awesome nicknames, people are going to love you forever. So here's the card that I like, guys. And I don't own one of these. I will not buy one immediately because uh, I don't want to be competing with you guys. But I like the 1989 score. Deion Sanders, PSA 10. There was also Barry Sanders in this. The 89 score was one of those sets that I compare to your 2012 Prism. I compare it to your 1986 Fleer for basketball. It was a groundbreaking football set with rookies Aikman, Michael Irvin, Chris Carter, Dion, and Barry Sanders. Um, I mean, just an amazing set with awesome colors, colorful borders, the green one for both Barry Sanders and Deion Sanders. I have a Barry. I don't own a Dion. Some people like the tops traded. The score was a legit set. The traded was, it came after. I consider the score a significantly better card. It sells for a lot more, but here's where it goes. Um, during the highs, right? If you go and, and guys, I mean, you can, you can search wherever you want on these things. You can search on alt. Andrew likes to use that. You can search on card ladder. If you want to have a free account on PWCC, right? Uh, what are you pulling up there? The, the 1989 score. 89 score. Dion. Yep. So, so um, the so how old is that? I mean, those, those are probably pretty old. What you're looking at there. So I'll, I'll give you guys. Yes, yeah, so I'll give you guys the most recent. So back in February and March of this year, I go right to PWCC's auction archives. Because there's one of these in every one of PWCC's auctions. So I can see month over month what they've sold for, right? If you go back a year ago, February of 2021, when everything was exploding and everything was going up, right? At its high, one of these sold for $1,800, right? One sold for $1,625. A lot of 10 sold for $15,000. Most recently, in the, most, in the last auction, PWCC, $625. And you see here they are available. You know, buy it now, our best offer in the sevens. Um, I think you could probably find somebody and sell you one of these for six, five hundred. You're talking about now one-third sure. of where it was. And all he's done is make himself more relevant during that time period. right? The card probably got ahead of itself, like most cards did. But this is not somebody who the card came down because he's Michael Porter Jr. and you don't think he's going to be playing again, right? Dion has cemented his legacy. Two-sport player. Came very close in the 90s to playing both sports in the same day. His team didn't let him, but he wanted to play baseball and football in the same day. <laughs> I mean, pretty crazy. But I love the guy. Um, real flashy, you know, real great name. Not a lot of people hate him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've never really heard people say anything terrible about him. And with these recruiting things, you see a lot of people coming out, a lot of sports guys coming out saying, look, give Dion his credit. Um, also, Jackson State, historically black college and university. So he's 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 got that going for him as well. You know, he's bringing culture into the equation and, um, you know, trying to make it, uh, you know, relevant there at Jackson State. And I mean, I... I can't really even say anything bad about the guy. You know what I mean? I watched. I him think play. he might be the most culturally relevant, like Hall of Famer, next to Shaq. Like, there's who else has right? And know, Shaq's a good comparison, by the way. Very good comparison because I mean he, they've remained not just relevant but in your face after their career. 
Like, you know what I mean? It's a very good comparison. For their community, they do stuff to build up the, you know, that, that's pretty cool because a lot of, you know, professional athletes, they, they make their money and they do their thing and you see them on yachts. A lot of them do commercials, but like to do all of that, but also do the community set thing that you just talked about, that's admirable. You win fans over and you become more and more and more popular. Um, that I love the play. I love Dion, man. Prime time. Primetime, Neon Dion. I mean, there are many of his cards. If you wanted to spend a little bit less and get the 89 tops traded, uh, some people like that better because it's an action photo. I think he's actually catching a punt and about to return a punt. Whereas the uh, I kind of like if you take a look at the 89 score, it's so 89. It's funny. He's got that Falcons hat on and he's got the he just you can't believe that that's Dion. He's got the 80s look. He's got the, he's he looks a little different. There was, I mean, this is a little bittersweet, but if any of my high school friends, Timmy, Jimmy, if you, any of you guys are listening, you'll know. Uh, we had a buddy who, Timmy, uh, Timmy, you know that kid that he, like at 12, he looked like he was 17 athletically. He just grew yep. faster than everybody. Was so, so we had this kid, his name was Mike Mitchell. He was a friend and he was like a three-star athlete at 12 years old. And he was so good and he was so much better than everybody at everything. Everyone just called him primetime. His dad called him primetime. His dad was like his big. So, I mean, he permeated. He passed away. Believe it or not, 30 years old, just passed away. I think it was he, he dealt with like lupus and stuff. Um, but this kid was just, he just grew up faster than everybody else. And then obviously people catch up to him. But primetime, primetime. Primetime. It's a cool primetime. name. I'll take it, you know. Brian Flores getting fired is a disgrace. Yeah, a lot of coaches getting fired, right? A lot well, of let me just give you, let me just give you guys twenty four and twenty five is his record. This is in a division where you have Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and you have yep. the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen, and he, the powerhouse Jets. <laughs> he created a defense <laughs> that was a, a, just a tough defense. Like I, I don't know where they ranked, but I know they were first in turnovers every single year. They would turn the ball over. Then you come in and you get a rookie quarterback who was injured and had pretty terrible throwing mechanics, and now you see two is kind of coming into his own. And now Jalen Waddles coming into his own. How do you fire a guy like that? That's a that's a disgrace. When I saw that, I was like, dude, this Miami team was terrible. I think they were 0-16 a few years ago. Now they're 50-500 team in a really tough division, and they're trending up, and you fire. That was I, – I was – and then you keep who's the fish guy from the Giants? The fish guy, Joe Judge. Joe Judge, the the fish starts smelling from the head. <laughs> yes, Joe Judge. Joe Judge. We'll see if they kept the GM is gone. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I know they said a couple weeks ago they were to keep him. I mean, he hasn't been fired yet, but <coughs> it's possible they still get rid of him. But um, yeah, man. I mean, listen, that was a surprising one. You know. You know what's um, also funny. We have all these memes going around, like you know, Warriors when they insert Clay back into the into the lineup, it's like that, you know, that Iron Man stone or whatever. Mm -hmm. This was the same team that was before Durant. <laughs> this is the same team. Oh, they have Wiggins on that lineup, but like, it's the same team they had before Durant. People forget how good this Warriors team was before, like the big origin days of the dynasty. If they could even return to 80%, man, this is going to be a problem. Clay looked good last night. He even dunked on someone, which is shocking because I don't even remember him dunking when he was healthy that much. Same type of play he got hurt on, actually. Same kind of landing and stuff like that. It was, you know, if, if you're a Clay guy, you kind of like held your breath. 
I did didn't that. like that. I was like, because Clay didn't dunk that much or drive that much when he was before he was injured. So anyway, we're gonna wrap it up. Cage straight up. I've been impressed by you. I mean, five hundred. Dude, talk about Jaws block. Give me some NBA. Give me two minutes of NBA. I know we got Clay, but talk about Jaws. That was a sick. Block. What do you want me to say? Go watch the highlight. That was, in, that one was of the most amazing. incredible things I've ever seen. And how about this? Is LeBron playing at a higher level than anybody in the NBA right now? No. No. I think he is. Not do, who has the, in the NBA. He's who has the most thirty? Who has the most thirty point games in the NBA right now? LeBron. You know he's also got. I mean, I I understand. You know, anybody uh, can make Malik Monk look good. I've been, I've been high, very high on LeBron the last few weeks. I just don't think he's been playing better. Than everybody else in the NBA, I think you have. Who's to playing win. better? I think Jaws playing better. Yeah. All right, so top two. I would say John Steph for sure. No, Steph's been cold lately. I'm talking recency bias here. Look at, look at, just pull up, pull up LeBron's last ten games. I, I know you hate him. You won a lemon award for it and all that stuff, but uh, well, I'll, I would have said this too as a Kobe guy. I remember he went through a streak where he went like uh, I think twenty games, ten games. I don't remember the exact numbers. Forty or more points, but his team wasn't winning. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a Kobe guy through and through, but that was not my favorite Kobe. My favorite Kobe was when he started grooming and helping these young talent mature, not when he was. Because, dude, okay, you can put up 40. Of course you could put up 40. Depends on how many shots. And are you impacting the game in other ways? So, yes, I think LeBron is playing at a very high level. I've said that. I've said that the last week. I said that yesterday on Collectible that his the floor is in on his cards. I think his cards are going to keep going up. Uh, but I just – I don't think you could blindly follow stats. I think you have to watch, watch the game. I think Westbrook needs to find a different role on this team. I, I, I just do. I, I don't think that with Westbrook taking 12, 15 shots a game, it's going to work. But I want to, I want to let you go, man. Um, it's been a, it's been an episode. People got a ton of value. You, you brought it, man. I'm super impressed with you. Super impressed. I've been with 550 episodes. When I was sick, I was like, let's get this done with. You brought value after value after value. The only thing I would say is, I think my play is kind of fire today. Like I think this is one of the coolest plays I've had in a long time. And it goes back to I just sometimes just search random shit and I get random shit out. Well, now I'm excited. What do we got? So we see Lewis Hamilton cards going for high, high, high amounts, record-setting amounts. And Formula One in general, the whole market is, is through the roof. And ticket stubs are through the roof too. And yet I found, I think, one of the coolest ticket stubs that sold one month ago for 800 bucks, And it's the 2007 Formula One British Grand Prix his home debut from 2007. Now, this is not going to be a high pop thing at all. The, the, you're going to have to do a little searching. But Cage, you're buying all these cards, right? Ticket stubs are going through the roof. Tell me that's not kind of cool for a few hundred bucks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you're an F1 guy, 100%. Well, you're, if you're an F1 guy and you're buying Lewis Hamilton cards, right? It's Topps Chrome, all that stuff. You're paying way more for a PSA 10 than you would for this. Definitely, and this is rare, probably. This is rare. This is his home debut. It says right here, Hamilton F1 home debut. So I'm not saying that don't go buy that other stuff, but I think if you're a Lewis Hamilton collector or an F1 collector, this is something that you want in your collection. Is it not? Yeah. I mean, I i don't know anything really about the racing circuit, but did he race like six times off British soil and this is like his seventh race? And you're trying to find something by making it his home debut. That would be the only question I have. Um, if it's like if it's his second race 
and he raced in Dubai and then the British Grand Prix at home debut. That is pretty, pretty awesome. Like I, I would probably try to look that up. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's definitely cool. I mean, he was just knighted, right? So the British debut is a pretty, is a pretty big thing, right? So, a thousand percent. And and you guys out there, so I, I actually initially was, before we started this episode, I was going to do a soccer play. And I'll, I'll still talk a little bit of soccer tomorrow about, like, you know, who I think is trending up, who are some players to look out for. I'll do that maybe tomorrow when we're feeling back a hundred percent. But then I started searching out because it wasn't you, but someone in our group gave the Lewis Hamilton uh, Verstappen tops now card. Yep. And you won't believe, so over, um, not over time, tops did a cool thing with it. So you couldn't buy parallels, but if you bought enough uh, packs, you might randomly get inserted yeah, like random, a teal yeah. or a red. Mm -hmm. Or, dude, the teal out of ninety nine is selling for upwards of a thousand bucks raw. Yep. So that was a cool card. Whoever gave the shout out, uh, shout out. I think it was M Sizzle from our uh, Discord group. He has a V friend. I, I remember the, I remember the kind of the icon. But it got me searching. I was like, what's going to happen with F one as we start to head into the new year? You know. F1 coming to Miami is actually a little bit before the World Cup. And it reminded me, you gave a 2006, the true Lewis Hamilton rookie. Do you remember what that card was called? There were a couple of them, right? So there's a Futera one, F-U-T-E-R-A, Futera. Um, Lewis Hamilton Futera. Um, and then there was, um, you know, the Sports Illustrated for Kids, which was like 09. Um, and there was another one, too. It was like a red one. Uh, I forget what that one. But the Futera is the, the first one. Uh, F-U-T-E-R-A. I know we're not sponsored by eBay, but if anyone from eBay is listening, <laughs> you, you guys are struggling, man. There's not a lot of good cards on your site anymore. That Futero so, one, very hard to find. So I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I don't think it'd be on eBay. If you just type in Google Lewis Hamilton Futera, you probably get a picture of it just because it doesn't come up too often for sale. That was another one also. That was the 07. And that's like a shiny one. They have like yep. a refractor version. Um, it's kind of a but, cool looking one, right? This looks like a super fracture, but this is limited 10 out of 50. I don't know why this, this card doesn't get more love because like you would think this like shiny, this has like the super fracture checkerboard, 400 bucks. Limited racing. If you just type the Lewis Hamilton Futera into Google, it'll pop up also. There it is. I know, but you cage last year, you couldn't go on eBay and search a card if it wasn't there. So you're still seeing my screen, right? Yep, yep. It's a cool card. He looks a little different. He looks way different, man. He's got like this blue steel look to him. It's hilarious. But uh, <laughs> why can't I? I mean, he looks like the butler from, is it Mr. Deeds? Really? Looks like Totoro? Mr. Deeds? The one with the, the, one with the messed up feet? Mr. Deeds yeah. has messed up feet. He's got frostbite on his feet. There it is, John Totoro. Now, that's not a fair comp. But that's what came to my mind, guys. I'm sorry. Be, actually, iconic movie. Hilarious movie. Amazing. All right. Cage, any final words? Take us home. No, let's see. Is there a score yet in the, uh, in the Georgia game here? I don't think there's well, a score. Can I give you a quick update? So there was um, Ooh, uh, it was a tuck rule. Guy threw the ball into the ground. Mm -hmm. Georgia picked it up, ran it back for a touchdown. They reviewed it. They took it off the board, and now it's 3-0 Alabama. Wow. Okay. Well, the Heisman Trophy winner, he gets those, uh, you know, he, he gets those benefit of the doubt. If Bama goes up, it will be very tough for Georgia. Georgia is not built to play from behind here. Georgia, Georgia, um, their quarterback has thrown the ball 40 times or more twice in his career, 40 and 48 times. Those are the only two times, both against Bama. 
He's not built to throw like that. It's, you know, if it's going to be a track meet like that, that's not what that offense is made for. So if jo- if Bama gets ahead, George is going to be in trouble. And that's another episode. We love you, Luca Nation. You started the new year and your resolutions aren't going well, all that stuff. You're not alone. Be patient. It's a long year. Be kind to yourself and get back on it tomorrow. We love you guys. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.